Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Sam Potosa, our producer today. Uh, boy, lots to talk about today. Uh, in no particular order, uh, in boys basketball last night, Hawthorne wins to now move to the state tournament. So both the uh, girls and boys basketball teams at Hawthorne will now play in the state semifinals. Uh, Cornelius Ingram's girls play today. They play at 6 o'clock. Congratulations to them. Santa Fe moves on. They beat Coco. They'll play the Villages Charter in a regional final. Columbia is a winner. They'll play Mainland in a regional final. And Gainesville is a winner. They'll play Pontevedra in a regional final. Congratulations to all those, te- those boys basketball teams. Um, Gator football in the news because two coaches are leaving to go to the same place as uh, Patrick Tony, the Gator defensive coordinator, and William Piegler, the Gators tight end coach, both going to the NFL, both going to the Arizona Cardinals. Now, the person that's been targeted for the defensive coordinator job is a very young guy, like 30, uh, Austin Armstrong. He was a GA at Louisiana, so there's a Billy Napier connection there. And just in the last offseason... Okay, I want you to understand this. He had an offer from Oregon. He was on the Georgia staff. From what I'm told, Kirby Smart said to him, hey, hang around because maybe Will Muschamp might retire. Well, Will didn't retire, so he went to Alabama. Well, he's been there for, what, a couple weeks, whatever it is, and now he gets a chance here uh, to be a defensive coordinator. So that's where that is. Uh, don't have an idea yet uh, who will replace Piegler. A little odd, you know, it, at this time with spring practice, you know, right around the corner, just, what, a couple of weeks away. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's part of the coaching business, and that will happen. Uh, today on the guest list of Everything Goes Right, uh, Max Chadwick going to join us in about 10 minutes to talk a little NFL from Pro Football Focus. Adam Rittenberg from ESPN.com going to talk a little college football. Uh, lots of things to talk to him about. Expansion, uh, it is all that done yet. We'll talk to him about that. Also, uh, Scott Guggins, who's the baseball coach at Cincinnati. The Gators play the Bearcats this weekend. He'll join us to talk about his team. Uh, and hopefully Jack Goose Givens will come on here and talk Kentucky basketball that is what's happening today uh all right we will take your phone calls 392-8255 you can email s russell at wruf.com last night gator baseball takes care of usf same two teams tonight we'll have the broadcast for you here at 555 uh daryl says enjoyed the broadcast last night thought the pitching was outstanding Ball started flying out of the park for Florida late in the game. 
Good to get a midweek game victory under our belt. In the past, we've had problems with midweek games. Hopefully, can do it again tonight. That is probably the most overhyped thing when it comes to the Gator success is midweek games. Go look when they went to Omaha. Go look at when they won the championship, and you'll see there were some midweek games they lost. That happens, right? Because, again, you're, you want to win league games. That's just how it is. Um, but, again, good win. And in the SEC last night, most of the teams in the league won. A couple did not. Uh, Louisiana Monroe beat Mississippi State 11-5, to and Central Arkansas, Central Arkansas beat Vanderbilt 5-4. to Lamar beat Texas A&M 7-4. A&M was ranked in the top 10. Vanderbilt ranked in the top 10. Those teams lost last night. So, again, see, even teams like that can lose a midweek game once in a while. Uh, some leftover stuff yesterday. Andrew says, the NBA is a sad sport. I watch sports to see talent. I don't want to watch people doing or going at 75% effort. Everybody misses 90s NBA. College players play with passion. Well, there's far fewer games in college, number one. And, you know, look, load management, whatever you want to call that, I think is a problem in today's NBA. But I would also say this. You say that if you're not a fan of your team, right? If if I have a team that I'm rooting for, and in order for it to play at its maximum efficiency, I'm going to rest a couple of guys because it's a long season, and they win an NBA championship, is anybody going to give a tinker's damn they had load management? The answer is no. You're doing that as a fan that maybe doesn't have a team. You're watching the NBA. Now, I will tell you, he would not go on the record with me, but I talked to a former NBA player this morning and asked about this. He is my age. And he said, if we had any thought of load management back in the day, we would have been cut. Cut. But that's how things change. It, it just changes. But I get it. Andrew, I get it. Uh, Glennon Ocala, uh, great to see after all the run rule games that Florida softball could win at the bottom of the seventh with the backs against the wall. Uh, I understand how rankings work, but how does Tennessee go one and two and remain two and three in the polls? Who they lost to? They lost to some good teams, Glenn. And I think they got sort of benefit of the doubt. Uh, with that. Mike had said, eight years of unbelievably inconsistent, offensively hard-to-watch Gator basketball tends to tamp down the excitement over Kentucky coming to town. Why should it? What does eight years have to do with this game? Nothing. He said, but as usual, it's the fans' fault for not getting fired up. You know what? I'm in a mood today. I'm just going to say this, okay? 
this is the bottom line. Fandom has changed. Period. Okay? There's a group of fans out there that are bandwagon fans and won't go see a team play unless it wins. And then secondly, if it doesn't win, then they just drop off the face of the earth. Well, then you're not a fan. You support your... Hey, can you complain? Yes. Can you say this coach is terrible? Yes. I'm a Jets fan. I've done that for years. But I still support the team. And there are some that don't. And you have every right to do it or not do it. I'm not saying that you don't. Okay? But just by, by what Mike says there, uh, because of what happened over the past eight years, I'm not going to get excited about this game. Well, what if over the past eight years, Florida was playing for first place now? Would you be excited? The answer is yes, you'd be excited. So stop it. Uh, let's see here. One other email, and then I'll get my first guest here. Uh, Carl says, a great win for Gator Baseball last night. This team looks pretty good. If I had to, to uh, throw a caution light on, they sometimes have trouble scoring. Yeah, I mean, but look, it's nine innings, right? I mean, if you score 10 runs and you score eight runs in one inning, I get it, but you still score 10 runs. Does it matter if it's not spread out? And sometimes, give credit to the other team. You know, they, they pitch, they, they play, they recruit too. So, and some days you have a bad day. But Florida had a good win last night. 12-12, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending. Now good afternoon. On ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Daniel Haviv. It seems that Gators defensive coordinator Patrick Tony will leave Florida and accept a job in the NFL. A potential replacement is Austin Armstrong, who was recently hired as Alabama's linebackers coach and formerly was the defensive coordinator at Southern Mississippi. Gators tight end coach William Piegler will also reportedly join Tony in the NFL. No, re no potential replacements have been announced for Piegler as of now. The seventh-ranked Gators baseball team hosts USF tonight. Florida defeated the Bulls on Tuesday 6-1. Be sure to tune in here for coverage beginning at 5.55 p.m. And Gators men's basketball has a big home game tonight against the Kentucky Wildcats. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Daniel Haviv. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. If you have never gone by to see the Cousins family and the vehicles they have, you should. Now, if you're looking for a new vehicle, don't go. They don't have any. Every vehicle on their lot is the best in the late model, low mileage variety. And that's what makes them really good because the selection's tremendous. They give you the widest variety of vehicles to choose from that fit your budget and fit your taste. You can also go online, secars.com, and check out the vehicles for yourself that way as well. All the pertinent information is there. But if you want to eyeball them for yourself and test drive them, go see them at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. And their sales staff always there to help you out, but never trying to hard sell you a vehicle. I have been a customer for a long time. I've driven a lot of vehicles from Southeast Car Agency. Every one of them has been great. 
for me. They're good people, and they've been going at it, the same thing for over 40 years. Go see them in person. You know what to do. Tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Bedtime is rough, even for Peanut. That's why people will try anything to fall asleep. Headstands before bed, even blowing bubbles. But Ashley has a trick that works every time. A new Tempur-Pedic mattress. It adapts to your body's needs to help you fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. You'll wake up feeling refreshed every day. Even Peanut agrees. So ditch the wacky bedtime rituals. Head to Ashley to take home a Tempur-Pedic today. Finding security is a tricky thing. It's one part minimizing risk in all facets of life, and one part that fluffy blankie you had when you were three. And since Radiant Credit Union can't get into Grandma's attic to find Mr. Snuggles, we can help secure your financial future with our adjustable rate certificates. Let us secure your savings with rates starting at 4.93% APY for 12 months. Visit RadiantCU.org forward slash secure. 12-month certificate requires $1,000 minimum balance to open account, $10,000 balance to earn APY. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. Did you know that romance can be eco-friendly? Simply give your sweetheart an experience rather than a gift. You can plan a night on the town that includes dinner at a local restaurant, ballroom dancing, or tickets to the theater. You could also plan a couple's massage or even a hot air balloon ride. You can create a great memory without creating any physical waste. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? By now, you know that sound. It's the sound of the Home Depot. But what about those sounds? Those are the sounds of a new Frigidaire kitchen suite, complete with the latest technology to keep food fresh, dishes clean, and cooking needs met for all families. Making this the sound of savings on top brand appliances. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Get up to 25% off select appliances, including Frigidaire, right now. Offer valid February 9th through March 1st, 2023. U.S. only. See store online for details. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. When you roll with Charmin, don't you stop on the party. This is most so roll it back, everybody. Charmin's irresistible sounds and hella nice. My crap is always sucks. It's our party vibes. Special little things for our chicks Charmin Ultrasoft is irresistibly soft and more absorbent, so you can use less. Enjoy the go with Charmin. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. W-R-U-F. Yeah. little CCR stuff there, bringing you back to sports scene. Well, the NFL Combine is right around the corner. NFL free agents as well. All that in the NFL offseason. From Pro Football Focus, Max Chadwick will come on here and discuss some of that. Max, welcome in. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. I really appreciate you guys having me back on uh, ESPN Gainesville. I've got to shout him out last week, but Mike Kennedy, who's an intern at PFF, actually was an intern at ESPN Gainesville, he told me, so I wanted to make sure I shouted him out. Had a baby. Uh, yeah. There you yeah, go. He, he was. He's the man. He's the best. So I, I just want to, you know, he was awesome for you guys, I heard, too, so I just wanted to shout him out real quick. That's really good. Um, all right, let's start uh, with 
the, the combine here. Uh, obviously, yeah. Anthony Richardson has great physical ability, some question, you know, throwing the ball, all of that. Let's assume, I guess he's going to be at the combine, from all I'm understanding he is. How much does he have to prove there, if anything? It'll be interesting because I, I think he's a guy that I actually um, – we had a, a quote come out from me the other day on PFF that a lot of people did not like me for. And I said he's got the best physical tools in his class, which I think is undoubtedly true. But I also said I think his physical tools at the quarterback position are the best that we've seen since Cam Newton in 2011. And a lot of people were mad at me for comparing him to Cam. I think Cam's are obviously better. But – I think they're better than you've seen from Patrick Mahomes. I think they're better than what you've seen from Josh Allen. Am I saying he's going to become that? Absolutely not. He's still a raw prospect, in my opinion. Um, But I think his physical tools are stellar. And I think at the Combine, which is literally for physical tools, he could shine. And I don't know whether or not he will be running the 40-yard dash. There have been rumors that he can run in the 4-4s, which at his size at 6'4", 230, would be absolutely absurd. And then also, I mean, if he throws, too, I mean, he could show off that cannon of right arm he's got, too, with his 60, 70-yard throws when they do those throwing sessions. So, yeah, the combine is designed for physical freaks to shine, and there isn't a better physical freak at the quarterback position in this draft than Anthony Richardson. Uh, all that said, I've always been a believer, Max, that you can have all the physical tools you want, but you've got to be mm-hmm. put in the right system to utilize those. And now yeah. in the NFL, quarterbacks are running more than ever. You know, Jalen Hurts has become successful in part because of that. Do you foresee a team, you know, Carolina's been linked with him a lot. I mean, if he's going to be, do you think he would sit a year behind a veteran or do you think they'd throw him in right away? Uh, it's, it, if you know, if you talk about a team like Carolina, it's hard to see him not almost playing right away, considering how much of a disaster their quarterback situation has been. Um, but you look at a team like, I don't know, the Commanders in the middle of the first round. I don't even know if Anthony Richardson will last until the 16th overall pick. But he that could be a good spot for him where he could sit for a year. Eric Bieniemy has worked with tools he quarterbacks before in Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Uh, my dream scenario for Richardson was the Giants, but now it seems like they're kind of pot committed to Daniel Jones. But I would have loved to see him with Brian Dable, who really helped Josh Allen. You know, remember the first two years of Josh Allen, he was bad. He was straight up a bad quarterback, and now he's obviously the world beater that he is. Uh, Brian Dable had a lot to do with that. Now he's obviously the Giants head coach. I would have loved to see him work with a similarly toolsy quarterback in Anthony Richardson. Uh, but, yeah, Carolina is one of those teams I'm eyeing right now. Maybe the Colts even at four if they're even, they want to take a huge swing for the fences. Uh, but, yeah, if he goes to a team like Carolina or even the Raiders, if they don't go to a veteran quarterback, uh, that could be a team that, you know, plugs them in right away. And listen, I, I think his footwork is actually pro-ready. I think he's pro-ready in a lot of aspects. The accuracy is really – the decision-making is, is the big thing right now. Those are the two big swing factors for him, and he hasn't been an accurate quarterback at all so far. Let me switch over to Derek Carr. I don't know the dude, but mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback, but if you look at some of the numbers for him, they weren't good. They, they just yeah. weren't. And yet, you know, the Jets are saying, we can make you a Hall of Famer, and that's <laughs> coming from the Jets is another story. But I, I, it, I, Derek Carr is certainly going to, hook up with a team and be a starter there's no question but as you look at Derek Carr what do you see 
Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, he, like you mentioned, he was not good. Uh, you know, the Raiders were obviously a disaster this past season, but he was part of that. And, but I would say before that, he, you can argue that he was consistently a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. And I think, I think the 2022 season um, was more because of how bad the Raiders organization was that year and less of how bad Derek Carr was. So I think he'll get back to that form of being a consistent, you know, top 15-ish quarterback in the league. Uh, obviously, my, my opinion of him has gone down after the season, but I think a team like the Saints are probably the favorite for him right now. Uh, the Jets, I know, are interested. That Hall of Fame quote was outlandish when I saw that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's kind of – I think it's he's going to go to the one of those teams that he thinks he could win right away. And, I mean, there's, the Jets are in a good position right now. The Jets have a really good coaching staff, I think, and an amazing roster. They're really just a quarterback away. And maybe Derek Carr could be that guy like a Jimmy Garoppolo where it's like he's good enough to take you – you know, deep in the playoffs, and I know how hard it is to do in the AFC now, but I think he could be that guy that, you know, could give him solid enough play at the quarter position to make the playoffs at least. Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, joining us here, talking a little NFL. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is the wild card here. I, You know, he's going to go back to Green Bay. He doesn't want to go back to Green Bay. The Packers are ready to move on to Jordan Love. What do you, What's your sense here? I think it's over in Green Bay. I, I don't think it's going to happen again. I Honestly, I don't even know if Green Bay, if he wanted to come back, I think Green Bay obviously would take him back. But, I mean, they'd probably do it while gritting their teeth a little bit, you know, because you got this Jordan Love guy who you drafted in the first round in 2020, and he spent the first three years on the bench now. And now all of a sudden, you know, he's coming up on his rookie contract almost done, and you're like, I, you still don't know what the heck you had in that guy. So that's a guy that I, I think they want to give him the reins. And the Packers obviously don't have a great year. Uh, this past season, missing the playoffs, then I think Rodgers is done now. I think he's done in Green Bay. I think he wants to go to a different team. We'll see what happens when he emerges from this four-day darkness retreat that he's currently on, I think, right now. But uh, I think he's going to – I think the Jets are a team that makes a lot of sense for him. And, you know, he's like Derek Carr, sees that roster, sees that coaching staff, and says, hey, you know what, maybe I can make one more last run into this before I uh, go to Cabo for the rest of my days. Max, I want to end here by talking about the running back position uh, mm. because I think it was devalued for a while. You don't see a lot of running backs taken in the first round anymore. And yet quarterbacks are running more and, you know, the run has sort of returned to the game. So two part question here, am I wrong in that? And do you see running backs continue to not be drafted highly? So that's a tough question. I think running it's an interesting thing. Is that I think running for quarterbacks has become almost a necessary trait now, but I don't. All, I also don't think that that means that running backs are now becoming more valuable. Uh, I, I think a guy like Bijan Robinson, you know, who is by all accounts one of the best players in this draft, and he still might go late first round, despite being, you know, if you ask me right now, who are top five prospects regardless of positional value. I would say Bijan Robinson is absolutely one of those, and you can make a wow. case that he's number one or two. Uh, but I, but he's a guy that is still going to go maybe top twenty, if not like late first round. Like, and he's still the best running back since Saquon Barkley, who went number two overall. So I don't think the running position is as valuable as it once was, um, and I don't think that'll change anytime soon. But uh, I do think the running ability in quarterbacks, though, like you mentioned, that has become a very important trait. And honestly, it, it really helps 
the floor of some of these guys. Because even when Lamar Jackson his rookie year wasn't that great, you could still count that rushing ability. Jalen Hurts the same way. And Anthony Richardson, that's kind of the same way with him too, which is why I think his floor is actually higher than some people might even think. Is because, yeah, as a passer, he's very raw. But he's going to give you, you know, top-of-the-line rushing ability at the quarterback position. So I think his floor is a little bit more underrated than people give him credit for. All right. Max, where can people see your work? You can check it out at uh, pff.com. We've got a lot of articles coming out uh, pretty soon, a lot of player interviews. And I put out a uh, first-round mock draft if everybody in college football was eligible uh, which a lot of people did not like very much. So if you want to go uh, come at me a little bit, you can go check that out, too. I thought it was a fun exercise, but uh, a lot of people took took some offense to some of the picks I had in that one. You know what, though, Max? I, I like the fact you did that because it's different. And if somebody <laughs> wants to take a shot, you know, you'll, we'll wake up tomorrow morning, right? So I do want to get you back after the combine and get your thoughts on, you know, what happened there. So hope I can talk to you then. Absolutely. I'm actually going to the Combine next week, so I'm very excited. I would love to talk to you guys again after okay. the Combine. Appreciate you, Max. Thank you. Thanks. Max Chadwick here joining us uh, on a sports scene from Pro Football Focus. Interesting comment. He is one of the few people that I know that are as high on Anthony Richardson as he is. I don't think anybody he, – he might be, through no fault of his own, A.R., might be the most polarizing prospect in this entire draft. In this entire, I mean, you, the other guy that is in that boat is Will Levis, because he's got similar traits, right? But he regressed this past year. Is it because of Kentucky's offensive coordinator change? You know, does he not read defense as well? I mean, so, but we'll see. 1228, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Mike Lester, as the founder of Talon Wealth, you are a fee-only fiduciary financial advisor and you always have a glass half full perspective. But the economic news is discouraging a lot of us. Certainly, I think it's going to be tough. We're going to have a retraction in the economy. That's natural. Things aren't always good. They aren't always bad. But there are far too many advisors telling people to hang in there. There are far too many advisors using scare tactics Mm -hmm. to sell things that, in my opinion, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. Hmm. If they took the time to show you all of your other investment options, I don't think you would choose an annuity. Do a deep dive on your investments and what's likely to happen. You'll be more confident moving forward. And that's what we do in our comprehensive financial plan. And Talon is happy to do that complimentary. 352-751-3200. Or guardingyournestag.com. Talon Private Wealth LLC. Investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss. And there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Or a license number D056341. I recently asked my phone to answer the question, what is a Christian? Here's what she said. A Christian is someone who believes in God, has conservative moral values, and goes to church on Sundays. While there's some truth to her answer, she misses it badly. First, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than being in a garage makes you a car. And while it's true Christians believe in God, they also recognize they can know God through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Salvation is a gift, and Christians have faith and the trust to know Him as their Lord and Savior for life. So, 
Are you a Christian? If you are, follow Jesus faithfully. And if not, may you put your trust in him today. I promise you'll never regret it. You'll be thankful for eternity. This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. The big screen. Big screen. The atmospheric lighting. The unbelievable sound. There's only one place you could be. Uh, yeah. Um, at my house? Oh, yes. Very nice. Get the home theater you have always dreamed of. Electronics World in Gainesville. Visit electronicsworld.net for more information. Hey folks, it's Steve Russell. If you haven't been to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville, you're really missing out. They believe better ingredients make better meals like their Florida-raised Beef Classic Burger, their herb-infused chicken burger, delicious fresh salads, fresh hot fries, and right now, Dick's famous Florida Strawberry Milkshake while berries are in season. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead at DickMondell's.com. Seven days a week, visit Dick Mondell's on Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. It's where you want to eat. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Finding security is a tricky thing. It's one part minimizing risk in all facets of life, and one part that fluffy blankie you had when you were three. And since Radiant Credit Union can't get into Grandma's attic to find Mr. Snuggles, we can help secure your financial future with our adjustable rate certificates. Let us secure your savings with rates starting at 4.93% APY for 12 months. Visit RadiantCU.org forward slash secure. 12-month certificate requires $1,000 minimum balance to open account, $10,000 balance to earn APY. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Skies turning sunny today and temperatures getting even warmer than the past few days. Highs this afternoon in the mid-80s and we'll have that breeze returning. Gusts again between 20 and 25 miles an hour. Partly cloudy skies early on tonight. Patchy fog again tomorrow morning. Lows in the lower 60s. Tomorrow afternoon getting even warmer. Highs in the mid to upper 80s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. everybody there's still nobody like him in that sport now you can go back to arnie's army but you know jack wasn't as much of a fan favorite they rooted for arnie jack was just a better golfer but tiger you still look at people who want to get out there and get a glimpse of him playing well the dan patrick show dan and the danettes and you weekday mornings at nine right here on wruf from the diamond to the dugout we are your home for Florida Gator Baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gator. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. That's the Ventures, and I had a chance to interview the late Noki Edwards when I was doing my oldie show for the Ventures about how they formed and all that. Really cool dude. Welcome back to Sports Scene, three nine two eight two five five. You can email srussell at wruf.com. BB says, good close gator baseball game last night. Looks like pitching depth might be a strong point. Uh, here's the deal for me. None of the teams I've supported have been part of have ever been perfect, mostly far from it. The bottom line is these athletes are our people, and you are loyal 
to your people. That's the way it kind of used to be. Mark says, something seems off here. More often than not, when a college coordinator or head coach leaves for the NFL, it's because they had success at their last coaching stop, i.e. Todd Munkin. But here, Tony, albeit in his first year as D.C., had anything but success uh, last year. And in fact, his D was historically bad. Your thoughts? Well, he's not going to be a defensive coordinator in the NFL yet. He's a defensive assistant. So maybe the NFL sees him as right now, hey, he can coach this position. We think he's a good position coach. They're not asking him to be a coordinator. I think that's the difference here, Mark, at least to me. Uh, Let's see. Gabe says, enjoy your call of the games with Jeff. You guys clearly know and love the game. Thank you for that. Uh, He said on baseball, the team yet to be tested. That looked like the real deal. Like several of the new guys, was impressed with Fisher last night, who was undeterred when Halter's error and unearned run uh, started the opening inning. Look forward to seeing some of the other newbie pitchers. Very impressed with Curland. Think he should be our second baseman until further notice. I think he will be. You know, if you heard Sully the other day, uh, he talked about, you know, letting him see the first game, you know, take it all in. I think he will be the second baseman. Halter's lack of hitting is a concern, as it was last year. Uh, attended a few scrimmages in the spring we didn't hit. Lots of new guys ready. And hope Sully gives them a chance at third if Halter continues to not hit. Uh, he asked about Lastris. Uh, any news to report on him? I know he's coming off Tommy John. He looked great throwing in the spring. Uh, yeah, Heyman has been the one who's, you know, gotten to play a little bit. Uh, don't really know what the issue is, if there is an issue there at all. PG, hello. Hey, man. Um, yeah, Gator Baseball. There's some sweet strokes on that team, man. I, I like, uh, I don't know, I just, I like the swing taps on some of the new guys. And I, Jack Caglione could be, he could be a monster, man. You don't know until they start playing that competition, but I just see it, man. I think he's going to be a, I think he's going to be, and that's at the plate. You know, he might, I, I don't know. I just, I just, I just think he's going to be really good. Um, but what I wanted to talk about, I, I don't think I heard anybody mention this yet, but it looks like Patrick Tony is leaving for a job with Arizona, which I don't know what I'm more surprised at, that he's getting an NFL job or that he's leaving Florida after year one. Um, how do you feel? What, what are your thoughts on that? If it isn't true, if it's true? Uh, yeah, I guess you must not have been listening. Um, he, I just got a, an email that sort of asked the same question, PG. He's not leaving to be a defensive coordinator. He's leaving to be a defensive assistant. So without knowing the pl- the plan the Cardinals have for him, you know they may think he's a really good position coach. He's not being asked to be a defensive coordinator. He's being asked to be, a, from what I, can, what I can tell, a position coach. So regardless if his defense was bad as a coordinator, that's not what he's been asked to do in the NFL. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I woke up this morning, I was drinking my coffee and started reading some of the reports. And it's just, I don't know, it's surprising. I mean, regardless of how statistically the defense played last year, you know, I was I was kind of banking on, like, you know, some, some continuation there. And apparently, you know, if all the reports are true and you know how that goes, I don't know. But Armstrong, uh, he was the Southern Miss D.C. He's in his late 20s. 
took the linebacker job at Alabama, so he looks like he might be the heir apparent. It's just, I don't know, it just feels, I don't know, just bad timing there. Well, I mean, timing's not good in the sense of it's near spring practice, and you know, you. But if they can get him here, and all indications are they're going to. And by the way, it's interesting to me that people have brought up the comparison of Tony and a quote bad defense. Well, again, I'm not throwing shade at Piegler. What did the tight ends do this year? Yeah. Right. Thought that too. Okay. Well, then where's he going? So, you know. Just because it doesn't work, you know, Bill Belichick didn't work out in Cleveland. He worked out pretty well in New England. Sometimes it just isn't the right fit for whatever the reason. Well, and I'll take it off the air. It just, other than the secondary secondary coach, Salah, on the line, it just, and it's going to go to basketball. It just feels like with the Armstrong hire, like, I don't know, I like youth. I've heard some other callers, heard some other people, but it just feels like we're, kind of digging into mid-majors a lot. Like, I very, I very rarely see hiring guys that are established. I don't know if that's because you have can't or we're just choosing to go, as Strickland said the other day, with a high-ceiling guy. Well, you know what? Sometimes the floor can be so low. You know, you just don't know. I like going for it, but it seems like we're always going for the gusto. And uh, I'll take it off there. Okay, thank PG, thank you. Well, again, he was at Alabama. Uh, Nick Saban, when they played Southern Miss, was very effusive in his praise of him and his defense there. Does it mean he's going to come here and do well? No. Does it mean he's going to come here and stink? No. That's time will tell. Kenny, welcome. Hey, Steve. Good to hear you today. Man, it's uh, always something to seem like. I thought we'd have nothing to talk about much today, but here we are, defensive coordinator. Um, you know, I, I kind of, it kind of is like, you know, these guys, when they get a chance to move up, obviously they want to and, and progress in the, in the next level, I guess, if you will. So you know, I don't see it as a cut on Florida losing the guy. I mean, how many people were screaming that they need to let these guys go and, and now that they're leaving for a better job, it's like, what, what oh, now what's wrong with the team? So. Um, I, I think Tony was a great, a great guy, and I think he was a great coach. But he just didn't have uh, time here to to shine before he got an offer to uh, to move to the next level. It just we go back to it seems to me we didn't have the players, maybe subpar players for an above average league, um, and, and we're working on that. I think I think coach is really trying to bring in some good players and some out of the portal. But don't you think that fans are a little bit rough on coaches when perhaps their first year the defense maybe didn't shine or the offense didn't shine? Sure. And then all of a sudden somebody offers them that job at a next level and they're going, well, why are they doing that? They sucked here. Well, they didn't. <laughs> they just – you can't make – Chicken salad out of chicken poop, as they say, it seems to me. So yeah, sometimes you get a bad guy. But I know, do sometimes. think I, I think this, though, Kenny. Th- there's a segment of any fan base that is results-driven. They don't care. Right. First year, 10th year, right? And, and again, I'm, I'm not knocking players, but I ask this question all the time. If 
you didn't like the previous guy as a defensive coordinator, Grantham, because he blitzed too much and all that, right? And his defense was historically bad. You put Tony in there, he doesn't blitz as much, and the defense was bad. Well, what's the common denominator? It, it ain't the coordinator. It's not the coordinator. Right? So maybe they didn't, they didn't have a lot of talent to work with. I don't know. Time will tell with, A, a new defensive coordinator, and, B, a hopeful talent infusion. I think if you get those two things, it should be better. Yeah, I mean, it only takes a guy or two to be out of place, and we saw that early in the year, uh, just getting beat up with certain players not being where they were supposed to be in the scheme that was being called. So um, I think they made corrections to that along the way, but that's a <clears throat> that's a work in progress too. But um, I'm excited to see the new guy. I hope he does well when, when he gets here. Hopefully we'll get the guy in pretty quick. All right, Kenny. Thank you for your call. 1243 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Up next, Adam Rittenberg from SEC, or we'll talk SEC from ESPN.com about a wide variety of things in college football as well. Stay with us here on Sports Scene. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Daniel Haviv. It's being reported that Gators defensive coordinator Patrick Tony will leave Florida and accept a job in the NFL. A potential replacement is Austin Armstrong, who was recently hired as Alabama's linebackers coach and formerly was a defensive coordinator at Southern Mississippi. Gators tight end coach William Piegler is set to join Tony in the NFL, but no potential replacements for Piegler have been announced. Gators men's basketball welcomes in the Kentucky Wildcats at the O-Dome tonight. Tip-off is set for 7 p.m. And the 7th-ranked Gators baseball team will host USF tonight. Florida defeated the Bulls on Tuesday 6-1. Be sure to tune in here for coverage beginning at 5.55 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Daniel Haviv. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Friends, the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palaka continues to do great work with at-risk young boys, and they've been doing it for a long time. You know, I, I've been asked a few times, what exactly do they do? What, how long they've been doing it? Well, my best advice to you is Google Boys Ranch Palatka. You'll see and get all the pertinent information you need. You can also go to rbr.org to learn more. But the bottom line is they exist because of your donations of unwanted or unused vehicles. These boys fix them up, they resell them, and that's learning real-life skills in doing that. So if you have an unwanted or unused vehicle of any kind, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Those donations are tax-deductible. Again, to find out more about them, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. Get ready for an unprecedented diamond buying opportunity at International Diamond Center. Three days only, March 3rd, 4th, and 5th. IDC is opening the vault with the largest selection of hand-picked diamonds ever seen here. And you can buy like a dealer buys. Choose from thousands of GIA and Forevermark diamonds. These are the best of the best. Certified by the world's top gem labs. Ethically sourced and hand-selected for remarkable brilliance. Rare, precious diamonds at prices never seen before. Rounds, princess cuts, emerald cuts, cushion cuts, ovals, 
1 carat to 20 carat diamonds, all on sale. It's IDC's largest and most aggressive public diamond buying event ever. And if that wasn't enough, we're offering long-term zero interest financing on any diamond purchase. Plus, for these three days, you get extra savings and incentives on all engagement ring mountings, including the entire collections from both Takori and Viraggio. Don't miss this amazing opportunity, an open-to-the-public multi-million dollar diamond buying event. Next weekend only, March 3rd through 5th, and only at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Are you still overpaying for a razor in this economy? What's going on? We got inflation, gas prices, overpaying for a razor? Come on. Dollar Shave Club, yes, they're back, better than ever. You can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. They've been hawking shave products for years online. Now they're excited to bring you the same great quality, low prices at a store near you. Dollar Shave Club. You can find Dollar Shave Club in the men's razor aisle. Epic razors, epically affordable. Time for new tires? Well, trust the experts at TireRack.com. They've been crushing it for over 40 years. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive and... You can use their easy-to-use decision guide. They'll show you the right tires for how and what and where you drive. They've got the full lineup of Hankook tires. Test results, tire ratings, consumer reviews, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. One of the things I've always enjoyed in an off-season of a sport is to talk about what's next, what's going to happen, new rules, players, etc. That's why I'm going to pick the brain of my next guest, Adam Rittenberg, who covers college football for ESPN and ESPN.com. Adam, always a pleasure to have you. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Steve. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, so many things I want to get to, but let me first ask about Oklahoma and Texas coming here. Uh, most people think a 3-6 model uh, is going to happen. What do you foresee when that takes place? Well, I think it would be great. because I've advocated for many, many years that the SEC should go to nine conference games. The more that you play each other, the better a league is, the better the experience is for the players and the uh, fans and the media and everybody um, to have more compelling games. So, I think that uh, it's encouraging that, that that's certainly on the table, and, and, and we'll see where it ends up. I know it, there's different scheduling concerns for your know, different teams because of out-of-conference rivalries. It's not going to be as much of an issue for Texas and Oklahoma because they, they play each other, and they have played each other, and they'll continue to do so. So uh, I, I just hope that whatever the model is agreed upon, it's, it's one that is a nine in front of it instead of an eight because that hasn't served the SEC fans. It may have served – certain teams winning national titles, but the SEC fans have not been served with the eight-game eight schedule model. Um, a lot of people are looking at the Pac-12 now. they got to make some kind of decision here pretty quickly, Adam. What do you foresee there? Do you think that uh, expansion, if you will, or poaching or whatever you want to call it, is done? 
Well, I don't think expansion's ever done, um, but I, I think it's going to be interesting to see the sequence of what happens in the Pac-12, and I think it's going to be media rights, grant of rights, and then potential expansion after that. Um, there's definitely urgency to get media rights done. I was with Colorado Chancellor Phil DiStefano last week, and you know he's not panicking, but he understands that there's a, a you know a need to to to, to get to the finish line here. The Washington State President Kirk Schultz uh, told the San Jose Mercury News basically the same thing um, uh, on Tuesday. So that, it's going to be very interesting to see when that deal finally gets done, how it's going to be structured, and then the length of the grant of rights, which I don't expect to be very long because there's always possibility of further realignment. Um, you know, there's schools in that league that certainly would love to somehow get to the Big Ten. You know, the Big 12 has clearly made itself available as an option, but I don't anticipate the Big 12 – you know, being a, a slam dunk decision for any current Pac-12 schools. I think other things first have to happen before they survey their options. The state of Florida passes a new NIL law, which helps state schools here, but this is still a national problem. And I don't see anything that's going to change this from being a national problem. Do you? It, you know, there's obviously a lot, a lot of other things going on in the country. Um, it, it's hard to envision your know, federal NIL legislation, uh, you know, you know, being anywhere near the top of the list for some of these people that would have that ability to make it happen. Now we'll see what Ed's new NCA president Charlie Baker, who you know comes from the political world, you know, has relationships that are built in. I remember uh, you know around May of last year, you had Greg Sankey and George Klyovkov two commissioners going to Washington and partnering with certain senators to to drum up interest in federal NIL legislation. Nothing has happened really since then. And so what can Charlie Baker do um, from an NCAA standpoint? The NCAA has been so behind on this issue. Um, what, 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 what are they, how can they be proactive now with new leadership? So that's going to be an interesting thing to watch, but, but certainly talking to people around the sport, there's not, uh, no one's holding their breath that something is around the corner. Adam Rittenberg, our guest, covers college football for ESPN, ESPN ESPN.com. A lot of people here are scratching their heads at Patrick Toney and uh, William Piegler leaving to go to the NFL at this, you know, with spring ball around uh, two weeks away or so. Is that shouldn't be a, I mean, that's, that's not a big deal or is it? Well, no, it's, you know, it's not in in the sense that coaches in college make moves to the um, NFL every year. I think there's certainly a trend that people are watching, given how college football has changed, uh, as to how many coaches will try to get to the NFL, uh, where there'll be a surge of coaches. Now, I always remind people there have to be jobs for coaches to leave sure. for. And there's obviously a number of NFL coaches that want to keep those jobs, and, 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 and it's sort of a recycling bin at that level, too. But, um, yeah, I, I think, again, there there's been some talk around Patrick Tony for a while, he obviously been in the NFL before getting back to that level, um, you know, makes, makes sense. And, you know, William has, has been around uh, as well. He's got a relationship with the defensive coordinator at uh, the Cardinals, the new, the new DC there. They've been together at Minnesota back, I believe in 2016. And, you know, he's going to be making the move over to the defensive side, which is interesting having coached tight ends and running backs the last few years at the power five level. And so, yeah, and this is, this is normal uh, to a degree. Now we'll see if there's other moves that follow. I've heard, uh, you know, other Gator assistants may, may, may soon be making moves as well. We'll see if that happens or not, but you know, it, it's something to, to monitor anytime that there are a, a number of coaches that leave a program that didn't have a good 
season the year before and is going through some transition. It's it's notable, but um, I, I, you know you step back a bit, and this does happen. Uh, you know, at, at pretty much every program at some point in time. Adam, let me <clears throat> let me leave with this. Um, if I said to you, what's the state? of college football right now where do you where do you see this from you know 50,000 feet what answer would you give well I, I, again I think there's a lot of hand-wringing for people that were used to a a, a a sport that was one way for a long time whether it was coaches whether it's administrators and, and I think those who will be most successful it, really in anything but it certainly applies to college football are those who complain less and act more and adapt more. So who can adapt to the realities? Um, who can adapt to some of the inequities? College football's never been an even playing field. If, if you think that, you're deluding yourself. And so who can adjust to the NIL reality, the transfer portal reality, the player empowerment reality? I think those people have the best chances to be successful in the future. And those that don't are going to get left behind. And so I, I, you know, complaining is fine. I do it. You do it. It gets tiresome after a while. And again, those who do less of it and adapt more are going to be better off in the future. Adam, I did think of one more thing real quick. Um, Greg Sankey memorably said this. He said, December is killing our coaches because of transfer portal, because of signing the early signing period being at the same time. Doesn't that have to change? I, you know, I, th- I think certainly an adjustment can be made. But what was interesting about that, Steve, is that Todd Berry, the uh, executive director of the AFCA, you know, told some of us in, in Charlotte that the coaches have actually talked about moving up the high school signing date ahead of the transfer portal opening so that that would happen first before a uh, transfer portal. But it, it, there's not a whole lot of momentum, at least among the coaches, who I agree with, Greg, are being impacted by the calendar to go back to the old way, which is what the SEC wants. The SEC never wanted an early signing date. He made that clear. But I, I don't sense the same uh, momentum or desire, at least from, from some of the coaches that are serving on the AFCA board. Interesting stuff. Adam, where can people see your work? Uh, ESPN.com, college football page. Certainly follow me on Twitter at ESPN uh, Rittenberg. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have news. We'll have a, a lot of other fun stuff coming up here in the next few weeks. Okay. Always appreciate your time, Adam. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You got it. Adam Rittenberg does a nice job covering uh, college football for ESPN, ESPN ESPN.com. Next hour, Jack Goose Givens, a Kentucky legend, is part of their radio broadcast team. He'll come on top of the hour to talk about the Wildcats matchup, second matchup with Florida. And uh, interesting, uh, I got an email about this. I'm not a betting guy. I never have been. Uh, But... You know, every once in a while, I look and see, and I did not know this, and I was sent this in an email. This is a two-and-a-half-point game, apparently, uh, which suggests that Florida hangs around in this game. I mean, if it's that's the spread, right? So the email was basically, if that's the case, right, then who from Florida needs to <clears throat> really step up tonight for us to have a chance? Someone has got to get hot from the three-point line. You, you, you just you. It's hard in today's basketball to win when you're four of twenty-one or whatever you are from three. Shebway is going to get his tonight. 
Let them. That's the other thing. Let them. Okay? Don't let other guys. If he if he gets 30, so what? Don't let it don't let people beat you from the three. That I think is what Floyd's got to concentrate on tonight. But it is interesting that it's only two and a half points. Bobby says the common denominator for all things football basketball is money, has been for decades. Not cheap going to these games, buying merchandise, uh, beer, etc. Both of these sports have been monetized and branded as entertainment products by some. Uh, revenues are in the billions, not millions. Local commentators like yourself, as well as UAA, are very vocal in stating how fans should act. No, no, I'm not saying how, well, anyway, uh, what level of loyalty we should be exhibiting. Anything less than rah-rah is chastised. I've never said that. I have never said that. Fans have every right to chastise. Fans have every right to say, we stink. But you, you should go to support your team. That's my difference, okay? But he says, back-to-back six and seven seasons in football, subpar basketball seasons, not something to ignore. Of course not. Next year for both are not looking promising either. Uh, so, he says, I hope you're in a good mood today. And no, Bobby, I get it. I, and I, I agree with some of the stuff you're saying. But gripe, yes. But you still support your team, don't you? If I'm wrong, you disagree, let me know. Hour 2 coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WAUS. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM. Everyone's talking about regenerative medicine now because people who have joint pain are getting real lasting relief without drugs or surgery. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting treatment. They use highly concentrated healing agents from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. If you have ongoing joint pain from arthritis or injury, you need to call QC Kinetics. Don't assume that steroids and surgery are your only options. Times have changed, and regenerative medicine can get you moving again with no downtime. Stop taking the pain meds and discover this remarkable alternative that pro athletes have been using for years. Thanks to QC Kinetics, this amazing treatment option is now available for folks like you and me who are sick and tired of joint pain. Spring's coming, and you want to enjoy all life has to offer. Call QC Kinetics now and get a free consultation with local medical professionals. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. Could you use monthly payments to help meet basic needs? Like putting food on the table, paying the rent, or buying new shoes for growing feet. Find out about Supplemental Security Income. You may qualify if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older, or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. Call 1-800-772-1213 or go to ssa.gov SSI. Produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. Gator baseball season is in full swing. And you'll catch every second of the action right here on WRUF. Gator baseball broadcasts are sponsored in part by Auto ER. Auto ER for the life of your car. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene. 
Thank you for making us part of your day. Always appreciate it when you join us and talk sports with us. Sam Patosa is producing the broadcast today. Lots of things happening today. Uh, a couple of Gator football coaches moving on to the NFL, uh, Gator baseball tonight, and Gator men's basketball against Kentucky round two. If you uh, were listening to us before game one, Jack Goose Givens joined us from the Kentucky Network. He joins us again to talk about tonight's matchup. Jack, thank you for doing this. Uh, it's funny what uh, you know. a couple of wins can do. Uh, all of a sudden, Kentucky was a team that was out. Now they're securely in the tournament. Why has Kentucky played better, in your view, of late? Well, I, I think just, uh, Steve, with everything, um, when your defense is improving, your team will improve. And I think Kentucky got better defensively. They started um, doing a few things differently. Number one, the uh, uh, screen and roll, uh, which – would give Kentucky nightmares. They have made some adjustments defending the screen and roll. Uh, so guards are not able to get downhill on them as easily as they, as they did earlier in the season. So that's been good. And um, I just think we're, we're doing a lot better job of helping and recovering to our guy, doubling up and recovering. So little things on the defensive end have been really good. You know, we've done it in spite of uh, having some injuries, and I, uh, I hate to bring that up with what happened to Colin, but, you know, it's, it was hard for us to be really good with the injuries we, we, uh, we had to deal with off and on throughout the whole season. So the injuries are still there, but everybody else seems to be playing a little better basketball. Uh, are there any guys that will, are out for you tonight? Yeah, we, we won't have uh, Savia Wheeler. He's still out. He has a, a high ankle sprain that has been slow to recover. So that's going to be a big loss because it makes uh, us very thin at the point guard position. And then C.J. Frederick will not play. Uh, he fell on a camera, fell hard on uh, a, a TV camera Oh no! Uh, during a game uh a few games back, and man, he 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 cracked a rib or two, so he struggled with that. They might be back Saturday, but will not be available tonight. Um, as you look at our league, Jack, I mean, LSU was certainly struggling. Um, Missouri got a nice win, uh, and even Ole Miss, who doesn't have a lot of wins, is playing competitive basketball. How do you view this league? It's a it's a um, pretty level league as far as talent is concerned. I think on any night, uh, any team can win. There's no question about that. But, um, it, you know, it's very competitive, man. I mean, with this uh, transfer portal, you can go out and you can get a couple of players that make a difference. Um, and, and I think that's what we're seeing. I mean, this is a year that the SEC tournament could be wide open to anybody. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see. But I just think, you know, this transfer portal has made it so that teams can uh, at the least be competitive. When you mention uh, an Ole Miss-type team, they're going to be very competitive. And if you're competitive, you're subject to win on any night. Jack Givens, our guest here, uh, part of the Kentucky Radio Network as the Wildcats in town to face the Gators tonight. Of course, I want to go back to your playing days because look 
Big Blue Nation was active then. A lot was expected of Kentucky in basketball when you played. Do players feel that? Do players feel pressure from the, a fan base or and or media when they're playing? Um, absolutely. I, I, I don't know so much about the media. Uh, you know, we, we you speak media now and you talk in the social media stuff. And, of course, we didn't have to deal with that. And, uh, you know, it gives gives everybody a license to have an opinion and, and not just have an opinion, but express it, whether it's <laughs> yeah. good or not. You know, I mean, um, so, yeah, that that makes it a whole lot more difficult for us now. But when you stay in school four years, as we did back in those days, uh, we have a lot of one and dones or you transfer to another school. If you don't get enough playing time, if you don't like the food they serve, you know, you think up a reason to change and you can do it. So, um, but but the expectations in the Big Blue Nation uh, were real. They still are real, but we we didn't have to hear it twenty four seven. I mean, we could back then we could get away from the chatter. We could, uh, you know, go to our rooms in the dorm and uh, lock the door and leave it there. But uh, you know, it's part of the game. You understand when you come to Kentucky, or you think you understand when you come to Kentucky that expectations are high. You found out when you get there that they are even higher than you thought. But um, hopefully, most of the guys uh, do a good job of adjusting. We did certainly back in the day because you know we were expected to win the championship every year. Uh, you have to adjust to that. You have to deal with it, and you have to be able to filter out the the garbage and and know when to check out of that stuff. Even though nowadays it's pretty tough to do with the social media. Jack, I'll end with this: If a Gator fan's at the game tonight, um, give that fan a couple of guys in your eyes, some players that you've seen really improve from the start of the year to now for the Wildcats. Well, when you talk about uh, guys who have improved, um, um, I, I first go to Kaysom Wallace, who plays point guard, and he, he, he might end up playing, if he doesn't get in foul trouble because Xavier Wheeler's out, he might end up playing the entire 40 minutes. He's a freshman out of Dallas, uh, a really heady player when you talk about freshmen. I mean, he understands the game. He's very competitive. He is the kind of guy that uh, – kind of flies below the radar until you get the final stat sheet and you look and he's got 18 points and he's got seven assists and about six rebounds. So he's the guy I would say to look for. Jacob Toppin has improved uh, from the first of the season to now. Now he's a senior, uh, 6'9", 210, long range, uh, long guy. I mean, he's long arms, long reach, uh, has the ability to jump out of the gym. He's a fun one to watch as well. And then uh, our shooter, who is a really, really nice player to watch, is a a guy by the name of Antonio Reeves. He plays the two-guard spot. And if he's on, uh, he makes them from everywhere, and he makes them quickly. So those three guys are three you want to look for. Of course, everybody knows Oscar Shibway, but Oscar needs to have a big game tonight also uh, with, with, uh, with Castleton out. Jack, always a pleasure to have you. Thanks for coming on, talking about Kentucky, both games against Florida. Appreciate your time. 
Steve, thanks so much for having me on. You got it. Thank you. Class guy, was when he played for Kentucky, uh, and he is now. Jack Goose Gibbons uh, joining us here talking about the Wildcats. Uh, all right, the rest of the hour, just so you know, Scott Guggins, who's the uh, baseball coach at Cincinnati, Florida's opponent this weekend, will join us to talk about his Bearcats team. Uh, and then uh, we will take your questions, calls, and comments in the interim of time. And uh, we've had plenty of them today, and we like that. And we hope you will continue to do that, 392-8255. And you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Okay, let me get to uh, a couple of emails here. Uh, let's see here. Ooh, I'm having trouble with my computer here. Oh, boy. Okay. Give me a second here. Technology. See what happens when you have email and you don't have it? You just completely get lost when you don't know. Here it is. Okay. Um, let's see. Andrew says, 29 years old. What happened to all the veteran coaches? Is everybody burnt out or something? Why is everybody so young now? I would have liked a veteran hire from a big conference. Why hasn't Charlie Strong been hired? Why didn't they get Jim Leonard from Wisconsin? He's at least proven. Andrew, I, I think it's easy for a fan to suggest a name, but I think a coach has to have some kind of comfort level with who they hire. I mean, nobody would like Charlie Strong back here more than me because he's a great guy. I think he's a good coach. But... To my knowledge, Billy Napier has no connection with him, and that's usually what happens. There's some kind of connection. You know, he knows the guy from southern Mississippi because he was a GA at Louisiana. So that's that's part of it. Uh, let's see here. Kenny says, how do you feel about the incomplete pass rule change my understanding is the clock will continue to run with just a snap clock starting on the ball set. Wouldn't it be better to just stop the clock on the incompletion, start the clock on an incomplete pass when the ball is set? Way past my pay grade, Kenny, to be honest. Uh, and, and I think some of these things are still in the talking planning stage as to you know, how you want to speed up the college game. There are people who want to see the game sped up, and that's one of the things you can do to do it. So I think that's still, uh, there's some things that are a ways away from happening, but the fact that they're being talked about tells you that, you know, these things could be coming. One thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Diane Raddick. It's a busy day for Gators sports in Gainesville. At Florida, the defensive coordinator and tight ends coach are leaving the Gators to join Arizona Cardinals coaching staff. The Gators are expected to hire Austin Armstrong as a defensive coordinator replacement. Moving to the diamond just yesterday, Florida baseball secured their first road win against South Florida in Bulls territory with three home runs in the ninth. The Gators will see the Bulls again tonight at 6 in Gainesville and are looking to sweep the series. Tune in here at 555 for coverage. Florida men's basketball will host an SEC matchup tonight against Kentucky at 7. 
The Gators have a conference record of 7-7, while the Wildcats have a record of 9-5. The Gators like to pull off an upset. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Diane Raddick. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. One other thing that I like about Exceptional Dentistry compared to other practices I've been to is it's one practice. From soup to nuts, whatever I need in terms of my dental care, I know that they're going to be accountable and responsible to what services they're providing for me. Other practices that I've dealt with over the years, I felt like I had to triangulate, whether it be someone extracting and another person implanting. Here, it, it is a one-stop party shop. You're gonna get every level of care that you need in terms of your dental care. I, I've become a new person since uh, all of these treatments have started. I'm extremely pleased with the time and the money investment that I've, that I've made into this. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. The springtime weather couldn't have come at a better time because now's the time for the Polaris of Gainesville inventory clearance sale where you can save hundreds, even thousands on tracker boats and Polaris off-road vehicles. Enjoy the great outdoors with family and friends in the beautiful springtime air. For bass fishermen, they're biting now and those bass just love being hooked by tracker brand boaters. At Polaris of Gainesville, the 2023s are here and the 2022s must go now. Take advantage of interest rates as low as 4.99% and rebates up to $6,000. Plus, get $500 trading credit with select Polaris models and payments under $99 per month on youth models. Now is the time. Polaris of Gainesville is the place for the inventory clearance sale. U.S. 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Online at PolarisofGainesville.com. Rebates and incentives on specific models. See Polaris of Gainesville for details. Interest rates are determined by lender with approved credit. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Lee's got a really good email here. He says, uh, two ways to look at this last move at Florida. The first is, defense was horrible last year. Rumors are swirling. There's a lot of players who weren't buying in. 
So losing a couple of coaches and 27 players is a good thing. The second way to look at it is something's wrong over there, and between NIL and the portal, Billy Postley's bitten off more than he can chew, and everybody's a believer he can get it done. I choose to believe the former, and I love the hire of a young up-and-comer. I'd rather try and fail with a young guy than hire old retreads any day. This is a fascinating subject to me. I've never obviously coached at the college level or the NFL level, and I think you really have to love it to coach at the college level because if you go to the pros, you don't have to recruit. You get time off. In college, very rare. You get that. So the fact that a young coach like Tony will take an NFL job, well, he doesn't have to recruit now. And I'm not saying coaching – some coaches love to recruit. Some coaches in college love the schedule that college coaches keep. But it's not easy. And to your point, we will know – Soon enough, if Billy's in over his head or he had a clean house. I can tell you from people within the program that they feel much better now than the group they had before. They did their best with that group. They tried to have relationships with that group, but they weren't his. And when it started going south, it went south, big time. The buy-in wasn't always there. Now, you won't have that if you want to call it an excuse. You won't have that anymore, right? Because those guys, a lot of those guys are gone. And now these are your guys. So you can't say, well, you know, we couldn't buy and all that. Well, now you have to do it. And we'll see where it goes. All right, let's get some calls before we get our next guest. 392-8255. Let me congratulate, by the way, former Gator player Ian Scott. Ian Scott, named the new head football coach at Gainesville High School. So congratulations to him. Hope to have him here um, tomorrow. Uh, He is driving down from Georgia. So I hope that uh, he will come on with us tomorrow. I had two or three people email me on Scott Strickland's appearance here and basically said, did I hear right when it came to what he said about renovating the swamp? And the answer is yes. I mean, he talked about this being a massive rebuild, as he put it, not just a coat of paint and a new speaker. So, yeah, you didn't you didn't hear wrong. That, I was surprised because when I brought this up before, he would say, you know, uh, yeah, we want to still make the swamp the iconic place that it is, but. You know, we, we need to do some things, but it wasn't as encompassing 
as that was. This will take time, but again, we're not talking to spending a dollar ninety-eight here. There's serious money that's going to be spent. Uh, let's see here. Mark says, "Oh, it's a long email." All right, he basically says, "What he's basically asking me is, who's going to last longer, Napier or Golden?" How do I answer that? I can't answer that. Nobody can answer that. Right? I mean, if, if Golden, I think you can look at this Gator roster and know what Golden's got to do. I don't, I don't think that's a state secret. Got to get some shooters in here. Right? Put the ball in a hole. And with football, well, they went out and addressed put <clears throat> positional needs on the team. But who lasts longer? Maybe we can do that over the summer and just get an informal poll of what you think as fans. Because again, recruiting is going to come up for basketball here. Who does he get in the portal? The opinion you have now could change drastically depending on who they get or don't get in the portal or as far as high school talent is concerned. Mike said about Richardson. Now, let me also say this about him. Speaking of polarizing. If you listen to the show on a regular basis, you know that when Richardson began to show some flashes, people called here and said he was going to win the Heisman Trophy, he may be the best quarterback ever at Florida, all of that. Remember that? Mike says, I'll always remember him from one quote before a game. I don't like to get hit. I don't like to get dirty. I don't remember him saying that, but okay, let's assume that he did. He's not very accurate. He didn't make the players around him any better. He's the opposite of a Tim Tebow or Patrick Mahomes who gets 100% on every play. I not only wouldn't draft him in the first round, I wouldn't draft him, period. I think that speaks for itself. Uh, all right, let's get some calls here. 392-8255, email uh, Russell at wruf.com before we talk to uh, the Cincinnati coach, Scott Guggins, about his Bearcat baseball team. Scott, tomorrow, the voice of the Gators is here, as he always is with us for a couple of segments. We'll talk a little basketball, obviously, and talk a little baseball, too, uh, Sean made the trip last night down to uh, Tampa <clears throat> to see uh, the Gators play, and he'll be doing some baseball uh, a little later on this year. One last email before the uh, break here is Ed. Ed says, Steve, when is softball playing next, and who do they play? I don't know who they play first. They're, they're in a tournament in California, and it starts – tomorrow I think they play UCLA in it I think they play Oregon in it don't hold me to that but I think this will be their first real test and just like with Florida baseball again USF played pretty well last night but they have Miami coming in here not this weekend but next 
that will, you know, be a, a better barometer as to where this team is when they play uh, an arch rival like that. 126 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WAUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Get ready for International Diamond Center's largest bridal event ever with a head-to-head matchup of the nation's two most acclaimed ring designers, Takori and Viraggio. It's next weekend, March 3rd, 4th, and 5th. For the first time ever, IDC's flying in the entire collections from these iconic designers. All the newest creations with special cash incentives and long-term zero-interest financing. There has never been a better time to get the ring of your dreams. These are the best of the best in stunning handcrafted bridal jewelry. Takori from California with its signature crescent design. And Viraggio from New York with its distinctive, unique look unlike any other. Compare these spectacular rings side by side. And if you buy the ring and the matching band during this event, IDC will give you $1,500 towards your purchase. Plus, we're opening up the vault with thousands of GIA and Forevermark diamonds to choose from. And exceptional prices for this three-day buying opportunity. Don't miss the two most sought-after designers, Takori and Viraggio, coming together on the IDC stage for three incredible days. March 3rd through 5th. With special incentives and zero-interest financing. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4542-802-341-4542-802-341-4542-That's 802-341-4542. 4542 Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. Give your sweetheart an experience rather than a gift, like a night out for dinner or a couple's massage. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Everybody knows that Melden Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. But since they opened their doors in 1971... They have been the community partner of Gainesville, Ocala, and North Central Florida. Melden Law is there through all kinds of weather, with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Melden Law, we won't back down. It's seventh in a stretch time. The first caller right now to 352-392-8255 scores a pair of tickets to the Innings Festival in Tampa, March 18th and 19th. Imagine Dragons, Dave Matthews Band, Weezer, and Pitbull, along with baseball legends Wade Boggs, Goose Gossage, Cecil Fielder, Ray Langford, and more. And as always, we thank you for listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Skies turning sunny today and temperatures getting even warmer than the past few days. Highs this afternoon 
in the mid-80s. And we'll have that breeze returning gusts again between 20 and 25 miles an hour. Partly cloudy skies early on tonight. Patchy fog again tomorrow morning. Lows in the lower 60s. Tomorrow afternoon getting even warmer. Highs in the mid to upper 80s. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. The key part for Lamar and his camp is that the Ravens understand he's made money. If he passes up the opportunity to make more money this year because he decides he's going to sit, not that big of a deal. The best thing for them to do, though, is try to figure out how to get a deal done, man. I understand you don't want to spend $230 million, whatever the case is, but get close enough to that guaranteed money, and then we can go from there. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan. And you are listening to Sports Team with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Thank you, Sully. Right on cue, actually, uh, because we're going to talk a little baseball. Don't forget, tonight, the Gators have South Florida. We'll have the game live for you right here at 555. And then the Cincinnati Bearcats <clears throat> come into town, sitting 2-2 two and two on the year. Their coach, Scott Gugans, now joins us. Scott, welcome. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate you having me on here. Uh, let's talk about your first four games. Play Georgia State. Uh, what you see from your team in those four games? Well, it was good to get out there and finally play against another team. You know, we've been inter-squadding, uh, you know, quite a bit this uh, this spring, and we've been lucky. We've we've had some some cooperative weather. We've been able to get outside, so it was good to see another another uh, uniform. I thought we, you know, again we had the, the first week jitters a little bit, guys. You know, really trying to they want to do well, and that that's expected. But uh, trying to do a little bit more than what they they should be, and I think by the end of the weekend we kind of started getting a little bit of our a groove, some some being comfortable out on the field and, and playing against somebody else. So I I liked what I saw. We've got a lot of room for improvement, but I think we've got a good group this year. Coming into the season, Scott, what do you think the strengths of your team would be? You know, I thought I thought a lot of it was was going to be our offense, even though we lost a lot of big pieces from from last year. I thought our offense was going to be pretty good this year. Um, again, it's it's sputtering a little bit, but I think we're going to be okay and. Uh, defensively, we're we're better and uh, than we than we have in the past. But uh, you know, our pitching's been been solid. I, I guess I'm covering all three aspects of yeah. it. But I, I feel really good about where we're at. Uh, again, I think we're 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 going to be okay with in, in all three aspects this year. I hope I don't ask a stupid question here, Coach. I, I looked at the website and it said you lost the third game three to two by forfeit. What happened? Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate, and then uh, you know want to kind of put it behind us. But uh, you know, we, it was just uh, two tough teams competing. Uh, There's a, a, a double play. It was a, a tough breakup, and uh, you know the motions got a little bit better on both you. sides. And, and so nothing. You know, again, it was um, you know again it was, by the rules you can't leave the bench or your positions, and you know it ended the inning. So I think there was a lot of movement there anyways. But, uh, you know, again, that's not who we are. and That's not what we stand for. And it, it's not going to happen again. But, you know, no no punches were thrown. It's just one of the rules. If you leave your spot, you get ejected. And, and 
there are no players to play, and it, it's not a laughing matter by any stretch. We take it serious, and uh, so we, we've got some guys that are, um, you know, we've got to stagger suspensions over the next couple games, and that, that affects this weekend, too. Um, let's talk about the bump uh, coming in. Who returned pitching-wise for you? What do you see there? You know, again, we've we've got uh, you know Garrett Harker, who uh, you know he pitched for us last year as a freshman, um, and again he's he's our Friday guy right now. So uh, again, we we're really excited about uh, about him. But we've got some some new guys coming in, the Dylan Brosky, uh, Brosky and and uh, Chase Horse, or some young arms for us that uh, we're going to get out there. But we have some guys that have uh, you know really matured, like an Alex Shea and and uh, you know Tommy O'Connor and and uh, you know Jackson Murphy. Um, so we we've got uh, some so a mix of veteran guys, but we also have some some young guys that uh, that are pretty talented. You know, you play a team like Florida, and you know they're off to a, a nice start here. That's only going to help you down the road, isn't it? Uh, is that what you call a nice start? Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good uh, you know measuring stick, especially early in the season uh, to get down there. And, and I did talk to Coach O'Sullivan today. And, I didn't have to bring my long underwear, so that was uh, that's oh, it's gonna be, be ter- it's gonna be warm but, here, actually, coach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be good, but no, I think get down that environment. Uh, obviously, it's a great facility, uh, a lot of tradition there. At, you know, the University of Florida, but also you know that the new the new ballpark. It's gonna be good for our guys to to get in that environment and and to compete against uh, a high level team that that is they're they're playing really well right now. Um, so it's it's gonna be a good good uh, test for us. What kind of a defensive team do you think you can be? You know, we're, we're trying to be a little bit more dynamic than we have in the past, uh, a little bit more athletic, uh, covering a little bit more ground. I, I do think that, uh, you know, again, it's going to be just like this past weekend when we were at uh, Georgia State. You know, we, we have turf up here, so it is a little bit different, even though that, you know, your facility is great, great, uh, you know, grounds crew. It'll be interesting to see how we play, you know, in, in the dirt and, and uh, Bermuda, but I, I feel good about our defense. Uh, you know, I do. We have a couple guys dinged up right now that, uh, you know, again, we're, we're looking to forward to get back here in a couple weeks. But uh, I, I really like our defense, you know, outfield-wise. We, we cover some ground. Uh, you know, infield-wise, we're, we're pretty good athletically and, and uh, sure-handed. So I, I, I just like our defense. Uh, every time I have a coach on, Scott, I ask about the rule changes and – you know, I, I'm one of the radio guys. We've not seen anything in the first four or five games that's affected anything yet. Are you a fan of these changes? Um, I, you know, I, I don't know if I'm a fan or not. I, I would say this, you know, some some people have asked me the question. I really feel like, you know, again, if we follow what the Major League Baseball does, I think we'll be okay um, because I do think that, you know they're they're trying to you know we're, we're trying to be uh, you know very similar to what they do. It's a different product, but I think the rule changes if we can just kind of mirror that is, is fine. Um, you know the the action clock is a little bit different. Uh, you know I'm not a big fan of that, but you know I, I know they're moving that that uh, you know uh, you know in the, in the big leagues. Same thing with the shift. So uh, you know again I think I think you have to adapt to it. Um, I, I'm I, I'm not. One way or another, I don't know yet. You know, again, we'll, we'll see. I, I'll be able to tell you more in the, in the middle of the season, but uh, you know, it's still pretty pretty new right now. Um, you know, we did not have any anybody call for for twenty seconds uh, this past weekend either side. So 
it didn't really affect the game. Um, but, you know, we also didn't have a clock visible either. So um, I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, I guess we'll have to see as the season yeah. goes along I here. Didn't really, I didn't. I I apologize for not really answering. No, question, you did. But I don't think we no, know. It's just it, it's too early to tell. Um, and again, I'm I'm all about whatever we can do to to make sure that people still love baseball because it's a great game. I think you know, obviously, being the American pastime, you want to make sure that it stays you know uh, front and center. And so, what are we whatever we have to do to to keep people involved in the, the audience? and the fans coming, I think we do need to be aware of that, but I also don't want to lose why baseball is such a great game either. Scott, I appreciate your time. You'll love the weather this weekend here. So safe journey here, and we'll see you on the weekend. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me on. You got it, Coach. Thank you. Scott Guggins, the head coach at Cincinnati. It's funny what you learn, right? When you, and This is part of what I do every day. When you have a guest on, you prep that guest so you know what you want to ask them and when I looked at the results I went to their website and I saw two three forfeit and I'm thinking they ran out of players or they ran out of pitching uh, not knowing you know they had that incident happen and um, and that's unfortunate uh, but and so they may be you know without some of their players for some of the games here uh, we'll have to check that out more or less on a uh, a game-by-game game basis. But uh, those teams enjoy coming here. Uh, they enjoy playing a, a team like Florida, and they have nothing to lose. They just don't. And uh, I think it's good for them. Uh, and if you're a fan, and that's, that's the other thing about where fans sit, right? It's about winning, and I get that. But would you really want to see your team play? And I'm not saying Cincinnati is this, but you know, inferior opponents all year and win. I don't think so. I think you want to see, you know, good play and good competition. Um, their they their numbers uh, are not good early on. Let's just be honest about it. They if you look at their stats. Um, they, from a batting standpoint, uh, got a couple guys who are doing pretty well, but their their team batting average is two fourteen through four games. Uh, pitching wise, uh, their team ERA is just about six and a half. And now, can it get better? That's the the hope for them, and we'll see what happens this weekend. All right, the rest of the time it's us. 3928255 email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Marshall says, What's the potential impact on recruiting with the coaching changes? I knew the answer to that. I mean, we don't know, right? I, I, I don't know many kids, like for example, Tony and Piegler leave. Uh, I don't think you're going to see. Gator defensive players or tight ends leave here because the coach did. You're, you're just not going to see that. It's more about being part of the program itself, right? Who knows what will happen? Will, will the new coaches be better recruiters than what's left here? Will they bring better talent here? That remains 
to be seen. Just don't know. And that's, once again, you know, that's part of the part of the hiring process in terms of what you do, right? In this day and age, you've got to recruit. You, you just do. And I'm sure, you know, in case you missed it early on here, uh, the coach that's expected to replace Tony has literally been in four different places in a calendar year. He apparently had an offer from Oregon, and then he was at Georgia. Kirby Smart, from what I'm told, said to him, hey, stick here because Will Muschamp might retire. Will didn't retire. He went to Alabama as an inside linebackers coach. Now he has a chance to be a co-defensive coordinator. That is a that is a uh, promotion. Is it not? It is. So there you go. 143, Tie Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up. Hope we can get a couple of calls to carry us through. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Diane Raddick. After one season with the team, Florida's defensive coordinator Patrick Tony is leaving for the NFL. The Gators are expected to hire Austin Armstrong as his replacement. On the diamond tonight, the number seven Florida Gators baseball team will host the University of South Florida at six after taking them down six to one just yesterday. Tune in here for coverage at 5:55. Looking ahead, Florida softball travels to California to play Cal State Fullerton tomorrow at 8 p.m., followed by UCLA at 10:30 p.m. in the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Diane Raddick. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Everyone's talking about regenerative medicine now because people who have joint pain are getting real lasting relief without drugs or surgery. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting treatment. They use highly concentrated healing agents from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. If you have ongoing joint pain from arthritis or injury, you need to call QC Kinetics. Don't assume that steroids and surgery are your only options. Times have changed, and regenerative medicine can get you moving again with no downtime. Stop taking the pain meds and discover this remarkable alternative that pro athletes have been using for years. Thanks to QC Kinetics, this amazing treatment option is now available for folks like you and me who are sick and tired of joint pain. Spring's coming, and you want to enjoy all life has to offer. Call QC Kinetics now and get a free consultation with local medical professionals. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. Frankie Lane here from Lane Jardware in Williston. Chilly days won't last forever. Soon your grass will be growing fast again. So get ready with a new Gravely zero-turn mower or a piece of the number one selling steel equipment. Blower, trimmer, edgers, Whatever you need to keep your American yard looking great all winter. We are proud of those who serve and always offer discounts for our military veterans. Come see us at Lane Yardware in Williston and on the web at lanejardware.com. Mom, can I have some ice cream? I've got a better idea. Who wants to help me make something fun and healthy instead? Me, me. Eating smarter is easy and delicious. 
Interested in receiving healthy recipes and a whole lot more in your email? Then register at healthiestweightfl.com and learn more about all the small steps that you can take on the way to living healthy. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. When Daphne and I got married, and I've had so many problems with my teeth over the years, she just guided me right in here, and and, uh, they are truly wonderful. There was absolutely no one else to go to but Exceptional Dentistry for him. No one else. Since I had had my teeth worked on in so many different places in the world and so many things done, I had about two-thirds of my teeth were bad. Plus, I had a couple plates, so he removed all my teeth and put in implants. So, brand new again. This is, this is more like having my teeth back again. It, life is pretty normal. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Bedtime is rough, even for Peanut. That's why people will try anything to fall asleep. Headstands before bed, even blowing bubbles. But Ashley has a trick that works every time. A new Tempur-Pedic mattress. It adapts to your body's needs to help you fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. You'll wake up feeling refreshed every day. Even Peanut agrees. So ditch the wacky bedtime rituals. Head to Ashley to take home a Tempur-Pedic today. Finding security is a tricky thing. It's one part minimizing risk in all facets of life, and one part that fluffy blankie you had when you were three. And since Radiant Credit Union can't get into Grandma's attic to find Mr. Snuggles, we can help secure your financial future with our adjustable rate certificates. Let us secure your savings with rates starting at 4.93% APY for 12 months. Visit RadiantCU.org forward slash secure. 12-month certificate requires $1,000 minimum balance to open account, $10,000 balance to earn APY. We are your home for Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with a WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Okay, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a computer in front of you, okay, go to CBSSports.com. It says 2023 NFL two-round mock draft. This draft by Chris Trapasso has Jimmy Garoppolo going to the Raiders, Lamar Jackson going to the Commanders, and the Giants trading up for a quarterback. That's the headline. Okay? Now, this has just been posted. Round one, pick one. The Indianapolis Colts select... Anthony Richardson, Florida. He's got Richardson being taken first in the draft. First. He says, I think Richardson's going to emphatically remove the lid from Lucas Oil Stadium at the NFL Scouting Combine. 
That'll lead to the Colts taking a chance on him, given the hiring of former Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Strike and his head coach. Richardson's has similarities to Jalen Hurts and all pro upside. What do you think of that? Now, that's one guy, right? Most people have Richardson going to the Panthers, barring a trade, at around 9 or 10. He's got him going one, number one, over Bryce Young, who he has number two, to Houston, over Will Levis, who he has number five, to the Panthers, over C.J. Stroud, who he has going to the Giants at number eight. So he would be picked over all of those quarterbacks in his mock draft. And I think this is being based on what he thinks is going to happen at the Combine. Most places I have seen Osiris Torrance as a first-rounder, he's got him as a second-rounder, and uh, those are the only Gators in the first two rounds. I had seen one with Gravon Dexter being a second-round pick, but in, in his draft, I think he falls to the third round. Any thoughts on that scenario? And then there's... This column, which I found fascinating, Matt Norlander. With his name cleared, Rick Patino must make a choice to stay at Iona or take one more shot at a big-time job. He says he wants to coach five or six more years. Right? Now, look, he's a good coach. Does he have baggage? Absolutely. He is in his 47th year of coaching. His 47th year of coaching. Do you think Rick Pitino gets one more big-time job? So, I, if he's smart, he's won 73% of his games, I think it is, at Iona. Okay. Granted, you know, he's, he will toil there in relative anonymity. But would, he, would, would another school take a chance on him? How about if they fire Patrick Ewing? What about Georgetown? Okay, what about a school like that? And I, mean, he ain't gonna, I don't think, you know, he's going to go to Louisville again. But... There are some places where he could go. Um, I don't know, but it'd be a. Patino is who he is, but he's a hell of a coach. Now, tomorrow on the show, this is going to change after spring practice because the transfer portal opens again. But, Sam, I'm going to ask you this right now. I'll, I'll start the ball rolling with you. Tomorrow, 
My question is going to be, today, today, if you had to predict where Florida finishes in the SEC East next year, where would you say? So off the top of my head, I believe that Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky will all finish ahead of Florida. So at best, that puts them at fourth. I believe South Carolina is also better. So at best, I would put them at fifth. Now the question boils down to, is Missouri or Vanderbilt better than Florida is? And I like to believe no, but we've seen the past couple of years, Coach Drinkwitz has had Florida's number at Missouri. I don't know. I mean, I definitely think those four I listed are better than Florida heading into next year. The one team I could see us surpassing would be Kentucky, just based off kind of the unclear nature of who, what their starting offensive line is going to be. They brought in a transfer quarterback in Devin Leary coming off a bad knee injury. I'm going to roll with fifth. Okay, so Sam starts it at fifth. Starts the bidding at five, ladies and gentlemen. Do I hear a six? Do I hear a four? Yeah. I hope it's higher. Yeah. And Kentucky is going to be – they have their old offensive coordinator back and a good quarterback when healthy. But, again, their offensive line last year was a sieve. Can it be fixed? I think the wild card team in this whole division, South Carolina, Do is the quarterback there – the quarterback we saw at the first half of the year or the quarterback we saw who was really good at the second half of the year? They, if he is, if he's good, they have a chance to move up to maybe fourth. But we'll see. But again, that'll be our question for tomorrow on the show. Again, it's going to change. Understand. But where would you uh, pick Florida to finish in football right now? next year if you had to make that choice all right let's finish up luckily i saved some emails because i had a sneaking suspicion we weren't going to get any calls um all right let's uh get a couple of emails here paul says Steve, any shot for Florida tonight? I, I told you. Yes. I didn't know it was a two-and-a-half-point spread. That tells you betters, Vegas, think Florida does have a shot even without Castleton. But I'm going to go back to their last game, okay? You have got to shoot the basketball better from three. Who Who is going to score for you in the paint consistently I don't know. Who's going to stop Shibwe in the paint consistently? I don't know. So you got to get your points from somewhere else. And once again, box scores, some, I mean, most of the time, don't lie. Against Arkansas, Florida was 17 of 21 from the stripe. You can't, I mean, that, that's almost 90%. That's great, okay? Four of 21 from three. That's, they have to make, I think, seven or more threes tonight to win the game. If they don't, I think they're in trouble. And think about it. Arkansas scored all those points. What did they score, 80-something points the other day? They made two threes in the game. Two. So is Florida's defense going to be better? That is, I think, 
once again, if Florida gets in a shooting contest here, they lose. This has got to be a 60s game, you know, maybe 70 to something like that, I think, for Florida to win. And a game I'm looking at tonight is Vandy LSU. Here's why. We all know how bad LSU is this year, right? This is, if there's a trap game for Vanderbilt, man, this is it. They're playing really good basketball. Will they stumble in Baton Rouge before they get the Gators at home this weekend? It's an easy game to overlook. Vanderbilt is still on the outside looking in. In Lenardi's bracketology, they're not even in the first four out or the second four out. So they've got work to do. And beating LSU is not going to really help them, but you can't lose to them. So we'll see tomorrow what that game brings. Our thanks today, Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, Adam Rittenberg from ESPN talking college football. Also, Jack Goose Givens talking Kentucky basketball. Scott Guggins, the baseball coach at Cincinnati, Florida's opponent here as his Bearcats come to town this weekend. By the way, you know who else just took took an NFL job? Willie Taggart leaves college. He takes an NFL job as well. That's our show for today. Thanks to Sam for producing it. Thanks for listening, participating. See you tomorrow at noon. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. We'll see you on Gator Baseball tonight at 555 against the Bulls. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.